friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Today is one of my favorite kinds of episodes. It's just me and you having an awesome conversation one-on-one. So today, I would love to talk to you a little bit about how to get yourself from kind of a blah state into excited, passionate, and living an energy that really serves you and feels really, really good. And I want to let you know, the inspiration for this episode came because I just went to Hawaii. It was fantastic. It was great. I have to tell you, I spent more than two years planning this trip because my mother and I were planning on going in 2020. And we all know what happened in 2020. (laughs) There was no travel to be done whatsoever. So this trip that we'd already been planning for a year got canceled and got postponed for an additional year. So we had two years to think about this trip, to visualize this trip, to plan it, to plan exciting excursions together. And we really had something to look forward to. So... As you can imagine, we had a great time, we had a blast, we had so much fun. It was so nice to really unplug. I don't know if you struggle with this or not, but I struggle with unplugging. And so going to this trip and really giving myself the freedom to unplug fully from work and from life and from even clients that I love, I have a hard time disconnecting from them for that long. But they all promise me like, Don't even talk to me while you're gone. Like, I will be fine. Just go have fun on this trip. You deserve it. And so having that support really helped me to fully unplug and just enjoy Hawaii. Enjoy being with my mom. Enjoy being with my family. Enjoy kind of connecting with God, connecting in nature, and connecting with myself in a way that I really hadn't done in a long time. So needless to say, this trip was absolutely everything that I imagined it could be and so much more than that. And I came home so rejuvenated and fulfilled. But there's a but coming. (laughs) It's very, very common for people to experience a post-vacation blues. And this doesn't have to just be applicable to people who are coming back from vacation. What happens is when we have something to look forward to and we're working towards it, working towards it, working towards it, whether it's a goal that we've set out to accomplish or it's a competition that we've been looking forward to or it's a vacation, whenever we have something that consumes a lot of our time and energy and it's exciting and fulfilling, Suddenly when it's not there, we can experience a dip in dopamine. We can experience a dip in our lives and we can begin to wonder, huh, 
okay, well, what next and what now? And I, I don't really have something to look forward to now. I don't really have something to take my time and energy and excitement and focus. I'm just feeling blah. And so I wanted to create an episode that talks about this openly, honestly, organically, and also look at your life. Maybe for you, it's not coming home from a vacation feeling blah. Maybe for you, it's you had this goal. This has also happened to me, by the way. You've, I've had this goal before and it doesn't matter what it is. This has happened to me many, many times in my life where I've set this big, massive, hairy, scary goal and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And it takes a lot of time and energy and effort and focus. And I get there and it feels amazing. I feel so excited. I feel elated. I'm like, this is the moment I visualized for myself for so long. And then the next day, you might still feel like excited and proud. But then maybe by day two or day three or day four, you start to come down off of that high And this is actually very normal. So much so that there's actually a name for this. It's called PAB, post-adrenaline blues. Or other times it's known as PEB, post-event blues. But either way, the concept is pretty simple to understand. You've been working towards something. You've been excited about something for a long period of time. And then suddenly that's not there anymore. And it can create blues. Post-event blues, here's what's really interesting about it. I was doing some research before this podcast. It doesn't even have to be a a vacation or a goal. Sometimes post-event blues or post-adrenaline blues can occur when you've stepped outside of a very stressful situation. So if we're living a high-stress lifestyle and then we decide, like, I don't enjoy this high-stress lifestyle. I go to work, I'm stressed. I go here, I'm stressed. I'm going to try to cut back. I'm going to try to scale back. I'm going to try to create my life by design. Sometimes that can lead people to feeling blue because they don't know what to do with that drop off in cortisol and that drop off in adrenaline. And I actually did experience this when I transitioned from working full-time as a teacher. And I was also at that time, for some of you already know this, but I was also coaching ice skating lessons after school. And I was building a network marketing business at the same time. And I had enrolled in some classes uh, to support me in getting my coaching certifications. That was a lot going on at one time. And It wasn't sustainable at all. It is not something I recommend. I was very stressed out. And when I decided, hey, line in the sand, I'm going to change my life. I want to switch things up a bit. I don't want to be stressed out anymore. I want to create a life that's more abundant and in flow and relaxed. Well, when I started to do that, it was really weird feelings for me at first. First of all, I really struggled with guilt because... Here I was working so much and so hard all the time and now I wasn't and it was deliberate and it was intentional but I had these feelings of guilt like oh should I be working more? Should I be working harder? Should this feel more strenuous than it actually is? And that's actually kind of common. It's called PAB, post adrenaline blues. The other feeling I really felt Uh, other than guilt was I really felt kind of down 
And I didn't have language to explain it to people because it's like, here I was doing something extremely exciting, right? Something that should have been just the most exciting thing in my life where I was leaving my work. I was leaving these different jobs that were sustaining me to start my own business, to do my own thing. And I was really excited about that. And about six months in, I started to feel really down and really blah. And I remember talking about this with Carson, who is my life coach and one of my business partners. He's actually been on the podcast before on episode two. And I was talking to him about, you know, I don't know why I'm feeling so down. I'm feeling so blah. I should be, this should be the best time in my life. Why do I feel so not excited? And he's the one that pointed it out to me after coaching me and asking me some questions and figuring out what's going on with me. And he was like, oh, I understand what's happening here. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you do because (laughs) I don't see it. And this is why we deserve to have coaches because when we're in it, when we're really struggling with something, it is hard to see the forest through the trees. And someone who's on the outside can just make the connections easier, faster, effortlessly and say oh my gosh this is what I'm seeing because I'm outside your situation it's easy to connect the dots for me and he said Rachel I still remember this very clearly this was June of 2020 he said Rachel what are the goals that you set for yourself this year and so I went back and I, I listed them off. I was like, oh, I wanted to hit this goal and I wanted to hit this revenue goal and I wanted to hit this client number goal and I wanted to hit this goal and this and this. And we were looking over the list together and I said, Carson, I hit all of these like six months early. These were my 2020 goals. I hit them all by June. And he said, there it is. That's why you feel blah. And I'm like, well, shouldn't I feel like super excited that I hit all these goals? Like, shouldn't I just be so thrilled? And he's like, yes. And now you feel lack of focus. <laughs> you're not really sure where to put your time, where to put your energy, what you're working toward. And for someone who is used to having things to look forward to and to work on and to work towards, when you don't have anything there, it suddenly creates this kind of blue blah feeling and that to me made so much sense I was like why did this take me so long to figure out I was struggling with the blues and with the blahs for weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks like what is wrong and then it was just so simple oh I don't have anything to look forward to I'm experiencing that post-adrenaline blues feeling in my life so this podcast is to address that post-adrenaline blues and to give you actual tangible tips to overcoming that. And I wanted to say, like, it doesn't have to look a certain way in your life. I want this podcast to be available for anybody, whether you're just coming back from vacation or you've just hit this massive goal and you're so proud of yourself and now what? Or maybe you've just feel feeling kind of down for a while and you're not really sure why I'm hoping that this podcast will bring clarity to that for you and also provide you with tangible tips to help get you back to a place where you feel excited and high vibes every day so you can thrive so the first tip is actually really easy and yet (laughs) it's so simple that so many people don't do it what do you think it is it's reflect 
It's reflect and celebrate what you've just done. We live in a society. Now, I don't know where you're listening from. I've got listeners from all over the world. I'm going to speak to Western culture. And if you resonate with this, if this resonates with you, great. We live in a culture here where it's go, 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 fast paced, fast paced, fast paced, onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. So much so that it's normal to forget to celebrate the wins, to forget to celebrate what we've already done, to forget to reflect, to take a moment to say, wow, that was amazing. That was really fun. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of our team. Let's take a minute to reflect and to appreciate how far we've come. I have a little analogy to help you remember this tip. One time my father and I, when I was younger, we used to do these running competitions. My dad is ex-Marine, super, super fit all his life. He would run for an hour every single day. Didn't matter if it was 105 degrees outside or rain or shine. He was out there running every single afternoon in the heat of the day. So when I was in high school and college, I was like, I got to one up this guy, right? Like he's getting old. My dad's kind of an older dad. He was 40 years old when I was born. So I was like, I'm, I know I'm going to show him up. I'm going to get in really good running shape. And then I'm going to challenge him to a race. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm kind of competitive. If you haven't figured that out yet, I thrive on competition and I'm like, this will be really fun for us. And it'll be kind of a fun way for us to bond. So I ran every single day. I started to, to practice to get faster and faster and faster, all for the purpose of just challenging my dad to a race. That was it. So summer comes around. We go to visit his parents. His parents live in Clear Lake. And there is a hill there that is notoriously hard to jog. The nickname of this hill by the locals is called Heart Attack Hill because it is nearly impossible to run it is a straight up incline and it's a mile straight up and it is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life probably one of the so I said dad this is what we're gonna do we're gonna run heart attack hill together and he said okay we're gonna do that but we are not driving to that hill we are running to that hill so he just added another two miles to our run basically is what he did and I said okay challenge accepted let's go so we're on this we're running right and we're keeping a steady pace like we know what we've got going on ahead of us we know this is not going to be an easy run we're not going to sprint it we're jogging along we're jogging along we start to we when we get to heart attack hill we start running up it and i would say about a quarter mile up I'm really regretting this decision. I'm regretting all the smack talk. I'm regretting the challenge. I'm regretting the whole thing. I'm like, oh, first of all, my dad's kicking my butt. Second of all, this is hard. My legs are dying. I'm fatigued. I can hardly breathe. I'm, I can't do this. And at that moment, I was literally having a moment where I had to turn around and start jogging backwards because my legs were so fatigued. And my dad turned around with me He's jogging backwards and he goes, Rachel, look how far we've come. We did that. Now, mind you, we're only a quarter of the way up this hill. We've got three quarters of the way to go. And it is hard and my legs are tired. I'm I'm giving out already. And my dad knew in that moment, if we take a minute to reflect on how far we've gone, we will make it up this hill. If we don't, there's no way. So we took a minute. We didn't stop. 
we just turned around and we jogged backwards for about, I'd say probably two or three minutes, just enjoying the view, enjoying how far we've come, appreciating what we'd done so far. And that was everything. I was able to pick it up and say, okay, thank you. I've got this. I turn around, we started running again. And that's when we, you know, we exchanged (laughs) smack talk. Um, But we made it to the top. And when we made it, we didn't just turn around and run down. When we got to the top, we really reflected on how far we'd come, how we had made it up that hill, how difficult it was, how proud of ourselves we were for doing it and for doing it together. And I'd say we probably stayed up there for a good 15 minutes before we started to make our jog back down. But the key takeaway here from this story is you deserve that time of reflection and celebration. I don't care if you're coming home from a vacation and you've got to get back to work the next day or you've just accomplished this goal that you've had on your calendar for two years. Take the time to celebrate it. If it is a vacation, look at the photos. Spend time with your family just reminiscing and laughing about the good times and remembering how sweet it was before you get back to work. Take that time to reflect. Now, step two is similar but different. And step two is to collect feedback. Now, collecting feedback is slightly different than step one because in step one, we're reflecting and we're celebrating what the good times were, what went really, really well. Step two is to collect feedback and look at, okay, I've celebrated what went really well. Is there anything to learn from this experience Where are my learnings from this event, from this experience, from this goal that I had set for myself, from this vacation that I went on? What are the learnings that I'm taking with me to the next phase of life? Give yourself that time to think about what you've learned. A lot of people skip over this and I've said it and I'll say it again. In our culture, we just one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And we're not taking time to reflect and appreciate and collect feedback of what we just did. Now, feedback, I understand, can be uncomfortable at first, especially if it's, we're not talking about a vacation necessarily, but you're talking about a goal that you'd set for yourself. Or maybe you had this vision, right? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to put on a class and I'm going to have a hundred people come to this class. And then you do the class and maybe only 10 people show up. And when you're looking at the feedback of, okay, what could I do better next time? That can be an uncomfortable position at first. If you're not used to allowing yourself feedback, it can be difficult for some people, especially my people, and I love you, my people who are perfectionists and really hard on themselves. This feedback thing can be really uncomfortable. So I want to I want to challenge your thinking, okay? Remember back to episode one where I said there is no such thing as perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. So if we remember there is no perfect, then it's okay. There will always be room for feedback. There will always be room for growth. There will always be room for learning. It's not a failure. It's just looking for what to do differently next time so I can grow. Now I've had feedback situations that I was really open and receptive and they went really well and they were easy and fun. And 
I've had feedback situations where I wasn't in the right mindset and it was really hard to hear and I was really beating myself up after and yeah, I'll give you that example. I one time competed for this pageant. It was a state pageant. It was a Miss California pageant and I had brought with me my pageant coach and my mom and oftentimes in pageants, not always, it depends on which pageant line you're doing. Yet oftentimes in pageants, they will do something called optional titles. Now, optional titles or optional competitions are things that you can do usually before the main event, but those scores have no real reflection on the outcome of the winners of the pageant. It's kind of like its own one and done competition. And a lot of pageant lines will do this. So you can do these optional pageants where, let me give you an example. Some optional pageants allow you to give a presentation. Best motivational speaker, for example. Now, best motivational speaker is judged separately. When you're competing for the main title, there may be events that are required. For example, interview is typically required, evening gown is typically required, and some sort of fitness wear or fun fashion wear or swimsuit are usually required. But you can do these other optional competitions as well. Okay, so you know the background information. So I had entered into, guess, (laughs) can you guess which one I entered into? I entered into motivational speaker, which was an optional competition. So, and I also entered into casual wear, which was kind of like modeling, but in casual clothes, not necessarily elaborate evening gowns or fun fashion wear. So these were the two optionals that I had entered into. Well, the optional competition was the day before the actual pageant. So I wanted to give myself that time to kind of get the jitters out, get on stage and practice before the main event, right? So that's why I entered these different optional titles. So I thought my speech went really well. After the fact, I was getting some feedback from my friends, my mom and my coach. And they said, you seemed kind of stiff. I'm like, well, that's great. I don't really know. There's nothing I can do about that now. And then my friend said to me, yeah, you seemed a little like your hand movements seemed really robotic. (laughs) So that became a joke where I would look at her and she would look at me and I would purposefully do the robot. But so I was able to laugh at myself. But that was uncomfortable to hear. Right. It's like it's already done. It's over. I want to hear that I did a good job. I don't want to hear that I look like a stiff robot. What am I supposed to do with this information? Well, Thankfully, hopefully, apply it to the next day. That's the whole point is to get feedback and get the jitters out so I can have a better performance the next day. So after my motivational speech, I then went into casual wear. I will remember this for the rest of my life. I was really nervous, but I felt once I got on stage, I felt pretty confident, but I think it was just those like pre-jitter nerves or whatever. So anyways, afterwards, I ended up losing that competition. I think I took last in casual wear and my coach wanted to sit down with me that night and talk about it. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was really beating myself up for losing. I was having doubts about the next day, the next competition, because it was competing against all the same people, right? And I'm like, oh, now I got to compete again. I just took last. I don't want to do this. And my coach, <laughs> love her to death, 
looked me straight in the eye and said, Rachel, you had this really weird face that you made when you came out on stage. You opened your mouth really big, like you looked kind of like a frog or something. I just so you guys know, I have to keep pressing the pause button on the record so I can laugh at this story because it's funny to me now. It is. Back then, I was crushed. I was like, I looked like a frog. Great. Thank you. I'm really going to take that feedback into consideration. At that moment, I was exhausted. I was coming down from that adrenaline. I needed sleep desperately and I just started to cry. And my coach and I, we had a heart to heart and she said, Rachel, you've got this. You need to get your mm together. You can do this. But I'm not here to tell you that you're perfect. I'm not here to tell you it was amazing. I'm here to to help correct the things that need to be corrected so you can come out on top and you can do this. And she just got real spicy with me in that moment. Now, I don't know that I was ready to hear it, but it's okay because once she said it, it settled in. I had time to think about it. I had time to collect that feedback. I had time to resonate on that feedback. And guess what? The next day... I kicked butt. I was like, okay, I've got this. I worked out the kinks. I got the feedback I need. I'm not going to look like a robot. I'm not going to look like a frog. I'm going to look elegant. I'm going to look graceful. I'm going to look excited out there. I've got this. Who? Yeah. And so that day when I competed, I felt the best I'd ever felt in competition before. And I actually ended up winning the title of Ms. California. That is due to being willing and I don't even know that I was willing but it's okay having people around me that were willing to give me the feedback so what I want you to hear is sometimes feedback like if you're just coming back from a vacation it can be really simple it's like what did I learn from this about myself that I want to take with me into the future if it's I just did this huge massive goal and it didn't go the way I wanted it's being willing to look at where there's room for growth so you can continue your growth journey remember there is no failure there is only feedback now step three is interesting because I think if we were sitting down having a face-to-face conversation I'd get some pushback (laughs) but you're not here with me live so I'd love to know if you have pushback please feel free to email me at coachrachelbailey at gmail.com but here we go I'm gonna throw it at you you ready okay step three you're gonna set aside some time to relax after (laughs) your vacation yes I'm being serious. You're even going to set aside time to relax after your big events, after your big accomplishments, after you've reached your goal, after you've done whatever it is that you set out to accomplish. Once you do it, you're going to set aside time to relax. Now, the reason why I'm saying I might get pushback is because those of you that come back from vacation and you're like, nope, I've got to go. I've got to unpack that suitcase. I got to get ready for work the next day. And I stand up the next day I put on my flesh suit and I go to work and that's what I do and I'd say you're doing yourself a disservice because you deserve to provide yourself some room for the first two things which were celebrate reflect and also collecting feedback and then relax take some time your suitcase you'll you can get to it when you get to it 
Don't worry. It'll still be there for you tomorrow and the next day. You deserve to take some time to just chill out. Look at those pictures that you took on your vacation. Enjoy those. Watch a movie with your family, right? Like it might sound cliche, but taking some time to relax after an event is an absolute must for recharging yourself, even if that event is a vacation. We don't often rest as much as we think we do on vacation, and travel can sometimes spike our adrenaline even when we don't realize that it does, especially like getting through security and all you're rushing, you've got to be places on time. It is a lot. So when you come back, it's normal for you to feel tired. It's normal. So give yourself an extra day. What I have learned to do is give myself a buffer day. So if I know, okay, we're going on a cruise, for example, and it's going to be Sunday to Sunday, if I can, like if, if you have the ability to do this, take the Monday off, do it. So I always now that I'm an entrepreneur, I schedule myself a buffer day. And that buffer day is for nothing. It is for me to just relax, reflect, celebrate, collect the feedback, be in my happy space for one more day before I have to show up and suit up and go back to my clients and holding space for people. And you deserve to do that too. Plan in that buffer day to give yourself time to relax. Now the last and probably most important tip is going to be creating something new for your calendar. Creating something new for your calendar. It is now time after you've just done this amazing vacation or accomplished this amazing goal, it is time for you to have something else and something new to look forward to. Because if you don't, you may get stuck with that blah blue feeling like I did last year. And once I realized, oh my gosh, this is because I already accomplished all my goals and now I'm feeling a little bit lost and a little bit lackluster, all I need to do is create a new goal. It's not the end of the world. I just have to put something else to work on, to work toward, to give my mind some place to focus. Doesn't mean I have to work myself to death. Doesn't mean I have to go out and accomplish it tomorrow. All I have to do is... Get something else on my calendar that I can look forward to, even if it's a year from now or six months from now. Plan another vacation. I'm serious, you guys <laughs> and ladies. I do this. As soon as I get home from a vacation, I'm like, sweet, where in the world am I going next? Now, you may or may not resonate with that, but even if you're accomplishing things at work or accomplishing things in career or accomplishing things in your personal life, buying a home even. Once you get that goal done and cemented, give yourself something new to work toward. Now I want to put a huge asterisk here and say, I am not saying chase happiness from one place to the next in your life for the rest of your life. I am not saying that. Cancel. You're free from that. I'm saying be happy right now and give your unconscious mind something to look forward to, something to focus on. You can have both a destination and enjoy the journey at the same time. I hope that's not revolutionary information. 
I want to say it again. You can have a destination and enjoy the journey at the exact same time. It's kind of difficult to do one without the other. So if you are having a goal and you have something on your calendar and you're not allowing yourself to enjoy your life until you get to that thing, until you get to that next event, you're going to be experiencing that PAB a lot more because you're going to put all of your focus on I'll be happy when I get there and then you get there and you realize I'm not as happy as I thought I would be. That's going to create a crash. That is definitely going to create some post-adrenaline blues. So what I'm saying instead is, no, you have something to work towards. You have something on your calendar and you allow yourself to enjoy the journey, to enjoy the process, to enjoy the step-by-step action steps that allow you to get to that result. Have both. If you're trying to just enjoy the journey and you have no idea what you're working on or where you're going, it may cause you to feel blah. So a recap. Step one, create space for celebration and reflection. Step two, allow yourself to collect feedback. Step three, allow yourself time to relax. And step four, get something new on your calendar. What can you have to look forward to next? All right, you guys, I hope that you've really enjoyed this episode. As always, I would love for you to please leave me a heartfelt review. I love hearing from my listeners. It really helps me to feel connected with you. As much as you probably feel connected with me after listening to an episode, I would love to hear from you. So Leave me a review. It'll just take you a minute. I'd love to be able to read those reviews out loud on my next episode. And if you need me, you can reach out to me at coachrachelbailey at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your time today. You've made an investment in yourself and it is going to pay off. Remember, life is a journey and you're in the driver's seat. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach In Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.